<laughs> I mean, you want to start with that? That's fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to start with me. You don't I'm not st- getting that into it. I'm sorry. You don't want to start with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's fine if you want to. I don't care. Meditating? No. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. My uh, what I was going to start with here as I I forgot. <laughs> no, no. What? <laughs> this is going to be one of those nights, isn't it, John? I'm all right with it. Okay. All right. No, what I wanted to kind of start with was we need to push and not push. We need to tell our listeners about listening to us on Patreon. Oh, yeah. The after show. We yeah, had please so, do it. We had so much fun <laughs> on that last, oh, on the yeah. last after show. <laughs> yeah. Last week, not only do we have a blast <laughs> during it, it's called The End of the Trail. Mm-hmm. Folks, look it up. Go on Patreon.com, $2 a month. Yep. You can listen to our after show. A direct links, patreon.com slash radio. I'm just going to straight up tell you. It that, was awesome. That the <laughs> probably the best two minutes or the best <laughs> the best mistake, quote unquote mistake. This was yeah. not planned whatsoever. Maybe in pure any podcast. Definitely in our show, but maybe oh, yeah. in any podcast ever. Pure, oh, yeah. pure coincidence happens in the first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> of the episode 46 after show yes. on Patreon. It's called The End of the Trail. But the way you find it is you go to patreon.com backslash Whelan, W-H-E-E-L-I-N. Uh, like I said, two bucks a month. I'm I'm going to even tell you this, and I may not, maybe I'm not supposed to tell you this. I think that you can actually sign up for 30 days and cancel before 30 days if you don't like it, and you can get all your money back. Well, don't tell them that. Well, no. We want them to stay signed up. We want what them are to you st- doing? <laughs> That's true. That's, you're defeating the whole purpose. Personally, I'd rather <laughs> them listen. Than, yeah. I mean, that two bucks <laughs> That two bucks is going to buy me some what, more sparkling apple cider here. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. More of that than this. <laughs> exactly. But, folks, you need to do that. And it's a good time. It's a good show. We so have a lot of fun with that. En- enough of our... NPR uh, pushing for your support, <laughs> <laughs> you know, our, our yeah. pledge drive time. It's One t- more time, patreon.com slash radio with no G. Correct. <laughs> now, let's talk about some trucks. Okay. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio, they're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up, here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. What? Hold on, hold on. What? Yeah, what, what are we cheersing to? You know, start another great episode of Wheeling. Oh, okay. Episode 47. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and play on numbers. Could you think of anything highly significant about the number 47? It's just greater than 46. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not as good as 48. <laughs> but <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> no, 48, we have big plans. Did we? Next week, episode 48, Ford F-Series history. Oh, right, 1948, right, right, right. the yes. world got the Ford F-Series. Yes. That's your last chance, folks. If you want to chime in, or if you're a huge F-Series history buff, and you want us to talk to you on the episode, 
we're willing to talk to you. But if you want the F-Series episode to be done correctly, get a hold of us. Yes. Because otherwise, we're going to screw it up. Probably. Let's see <laughs> so, what happens. So, it's a 50-50 shot. <laughs> 47 in the automotive world after World War II is a significant year as in this was the year that a lot of the new post or pre yeah post not pre a lot of the new post war models finally came out because mm-hmm. it took a year or two for the big 3 to retool a lot of the cars yeah. that came out in 46 were just the same as the 42s prior to the war mm-hmm. and so 47, 47 there was a lot of new cars in the 4x4 and off-road world not so much uh, you know if there's a listener out there that says hey you forgot about this in 47 yeah shoot us a message on wheeling or yeah post up something in 4x4 talk let us know what's up <laughs> on facebook speaking of which there's a lot more people signing up on 4x4 talk lately excellent i, I don't know maybe they're listening to us here but I i'm not so. sure yeah. so but i'm all right with it i know i've been talking to a lot of people about it so. 47 <laughs> though if, if you want to play a little bit on numbers i think kind of works with what our topic is going to be today it's like a prime number too or something isn't it i have no idea it's only divisible by one in itself or something (laughs) i'm bad at math i don't know i know i know you've got some four by four news and stuff but i'm just gonna throw it out there right now (laughs) stephanie has her tax return money my my beautiful fiance has her tax return money Mm -hmm. and it is burning a hole in her pocket i mean i can help with that yeah so could i (laughs) I'm trying to get out of debt and all that. But she is texting me like six times a day with, hey, check out this car. I, ch- I found an auto trader or mm-hmm. find out, check out this car on Marketplace or whatever. She, yeah. I think she's at the point where she is going to abandon, at least for street use, maybe she'll keep it as a wheel and rig, mm-hmm. Stephanie Chevy tractor. That would be interesting as a dedicated <clears throat> off-road rig. Well, we could go so much more wild with it because we finally wrench on the thing. Yeah. Because right now it's our daily driver. 35s. So, hey, the rip. <laughs> and every modification I do to that thing, yeah. I have to do in, you know, a day period or less. Yeah. So now. This could be fun. You got to spare Dana's 60s laying around. We could <laughs> go Dana's 60s brains. or because it's a passenger drop front, we could maybe do some uh, Toyota Land Cruiser axles. God, how would you have to do the drive line on that with Dana's 60s? What do you mean? Drive shafts would be so short. <laughs> yeah, pretty short. We can make it work, though. Ah, we could put it on a truck frame. I got to get out of this mindset. <laughs> did you did you see today's post and recording day, not uploading day? So today's what? May? No, March. Hey, March, bro. March 6th? Is that yes. what today is? March 6th? Yes. On the Museum of Off-Road Adventure page, our This Day in Off-Road History. Today wasn't really a huge thing, mm-hmm. but back in 06, GM dumped a bunch of shares of their stock in Suzuki. Now, they've been hmm. in this business, quote-unquote, partnership since mm-hmm. 1981, and they've rebadged vehicles back and forth. Yeah. So, like, her Chevy Tracker, and yes, I'm using the right word for once, Chevy Tracker, is actually a confused a, for a moment there. Is actually going on. I know <laughs> a Suzuki Vitara. Are you feeling okay? <laughs> eh, a little bit, you know. No coronavirus yet, but no. I mean, that's clearly not Corona. That's that's way too. Heavy. <laughs> the, uh, her her Chevy Tracker is a Suzuki Vitara hmm. that literally has 
Chevy upholstery, a Chevy nice. horn button on the steering wheel, and a Chevy grill. Even under the hood, it says Suzuki and everything. So that's funny. It is a Suzuki, but rebadged that's as a Chevy. Funny. Now, of course, the Geo Tracker was also a Suzuki Sidekick. Mm. Is the same vehicle either way. So I'm not really at all familiar with those. I, I know a little bit about the Samurai, the one you used to have, and that's about it. Yeah, now that that's a vehicle that GM never rebadged. Mm-hmm. So. Pretty much after that, though, all the small four-wheel drives that mm-hmm. Suzuki produced, GM rebadged hmm. through their partnership. Nice. And then there are vehicles that Suzuki rebadged that were built by GM. Some little pickup trucks and some different things. I'm not exactly sure which ones. Yeah. There wasn't as many. GM did more rebadging of Suzuki vehicles. Mm-hmm. And they weren't really trying to hide the fact. It was just literally it was a badge-engineered product. This yeah. was what we're doing. So they still have stock and shares in suzuki and a good working partnership but mm-hmm. they don't have as much at one point they had i think a 17 percent ownership in suzuki hmm. and they sold a lot of that uh for about yeah. two million dollars they they got rid of some of it huh. when they need cash back in 06 yeah so you know the question you know is here she's driving this little suzuki vitara slash chevy tracker um Ooh. And I, and I was getting around the post that we put today. You didn't see the post? I didn't have much chance today. I was trying to pull stuff up for this and that. Holy crap. <laughs> the former president of Great Lakes Four-Wheel Drive Association, and mm. I know you have some news about them. Yep. And the I believe current, unless he's retired, stepped down, current president of the United Four-Wheel Drive Association, which is the worldwide association, Jim mm-hmm. Mazzola, old wheel in front of mine. I say I've heard the name. Goes I'm way sure back. He's, he's a Michigander. Before. I've gone on probably conservatively 15 or 20 wheeling trips with him over the last 20 years. Nice. And he wheels and is still wheeling a Chevy Tracker up huh. on Dana 44s. Nice. With 589 gears, and I believe he's oh. running 40-inch tires on it now. Yeah, there's a picture of it. Pull it up. I mean, oh, if you got yes. time, go go on. Uh, and that's an old picture. It's on the their museum. Facebook? No, it's on the museum page. In oh, fact, that's the picture. Yeah, and then he from today, from uh, you know March sixth. But then he went and commented with a bunch of other pictures of the same vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout the build. And his son used to have a geo tracker. But nice. uh, you, you see the pictures of it? Uh, not yet. I'm just finding it. Oh, you haven't, you haven't pulled right it up now. yet. But, I'm trying, I'm trying. No, that's understandable. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, it's kind of a Suzuki day, mm-hmm. you know, talking about, you know, Chevy or uh, Stephanie possibly getting rid of Dude. the tracker. You like it? I want it. <laughs> Would I even fit in that thing, though? His, his, um, build quality of his, his rig and everything else I've ever seen him build. Is I think he's an engineer by trade, wow. top notch, top notch. Nice. So, folks, if you want to see what, uh, not if, just go see. Yeah, go see Mr. <laughs> Mazzola's tracker on the Museum of Off Road Adventures page. A lot of cool ones on here too, but I, I'm sorry, his is. Oh. Yeah, he's got the. Shot. I never would have figured that's what that thing was. Yeah, pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Started out as Stephanie's vehicle, same vehicle as Stephanie's, just different color. I like his color. You like the red one, the bright red one? Yeah, pretty cool. That's really nice. Heavy-duty winch, heavy-duty bumper, stinger. So, anyways, we may be able to do some stuff she with... She should get that one. She should get that Forget one. Forget the rest of this. <laughs> you you got to buy this one, Stephanie. You get gems? Yeah, she, she's seen it in person. She likes it, too. But she's looking at 
a few other vehicles. Mm-hmm. And before we get into that and start talking about some of those vehicles, you said you had, uh, well, let's just roll into some 4 by 4 news yeah. here. You, news about Great Lakes 4-Wheel Drive yep. Association? So I got a message uh, from Mr. Mike Tim. And this was, it was actually inviting us out. So something we'll have to discuss a little bit later here. In July at the Oakland County Fair, the Great Lakes 4-Wheel Drive Association is having a day at the fair on Sunday the 19th. So open to everybody, all four-wheel drives, or four-by-fours and side-by-sides, no quads or motorcycles. Uh, there's a couple different events. Looks like they have a tug-of-war, chance to drive over crushed cars. Oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> Obstacle course, yeah. uh, a show. There's ve- going to be vendors there, a winching demonstration. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And you do not have to be a member of the Great Lakes Four-Wheel Drive Association to participate. So there's a little entrance fee. But take a look at them, and if you have a chance, go to go check it out for sure. And maybe a couple of us will be there, or one of us, or yeah, possibly. I I think my membership may have lapsed. I've been a member though pretty steadily all the way since I want to say about two thousand three. Nice. And you know, I think I paid a couple of years. I I have to look at when my my membership expires. I think yeah. I have my membership card at my desk. Nice. But uh, Great Lakes Four Wheel Drive Association. If you are a a fan of off-roading and wheeling and just the general outdoors, they're not a 4x4 club. What mm-hmm. they are is they are a political action organization. They go around helping to keep trails open. They work hand-in-hand with the DNR, uh, with That's various cool. I've, trail I've cleanups. I've a lot about them, so this is... Um, you didn't. Oh, you didn't. Um, no, I've we've talked briefly about it, but I, I honestly, I always thought it was a club. <laughs> no, it's a it's a great organization. Cool. Uh, they've they've they actually keep an, an attorney on retainer for helping with uh, things up in Lansing, and it's not just Michigan. Now, of course, they are most active in Michigan, mm-hmm. but they do look at issues that are all around the Great Lakes region, and they have oh, members wow. from all around the Great Lakes region. So cool. there are members from Wisconsin, Minnesota, Indiana, Ohio, hmm. Canada. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, it's, it's a great, pull that up right now. <laughs> great association. I was pretty active with them up until a few years ago, and really life got in the way. It's not like I got bored with anything they were doing yeah. inactive. I probably should get back, especially with you and I getting more and more into, I guess, the, I don't know, I want to call it social media, but getting more <laughs> into the visual and um, we're being louder about our hobby yeah. and our passion here. We're, we're talking about this stuff again. So Yeah, we are getting a lot louder about it, for sure. <laughs> Nice, John. Nice. Thank you, thank you. That was a highly technical <laughs> thing he just did there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So you know they're they're a great great organization. Uh, did you have anything else in four by four news, four by four talk, anything like that? Not off the top of my head. I, I think I I don't remember if I mentioned just to you or on there last week. I sort of fixed that problem with Pegasus. Which was problem? The throttle runaway thing. Oh, yeah. You said a bigger spring or something? Yeah, I put a return spring on it. Okay. I had one before, but it caused me issues trying to get above 60 miles an hour, so I took it off. Okay. It was, just, it was super soft pedal without it, but I put one back on. It's a Wrangler. They can't fun. go over 60 anyways, can they? I've hit 85 in that thing. In a Wrangler. And in my Wrangler. Did, the windshield didn't collapse in on you? No, I mean, it shook like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I attributed some of that to some sort of misalignment in the diesel swap or the oh, okay. you know, misalignment in suspension or something. <laughs> I was nerve wracking. Yeah, I can see that. That was downhill with a tailwind too though, in all fairness. Uh, well, but, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I could get upwards of about seventy as long as I'm not going up a hill. 
Okay. So yeah, flat or downhill, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, other than that, nothing. Other than that, nothing. <laughs> Museum minutes. I know we haven't done that in a couple of episodes now. We <clears throat> have gone back to uh, weekend only hours. Okay. And partially that is because we don't have really, um, what would the word for it be, consistent mm-hmm. coverage for volunteers for week nights. Now, our new treasurer, who I'm not sure we mentioned, I know we mentioned on the museum page, I'm not sure if we mentioned on Whelan, Mr. Dan Blair. We talked about him. I don't remember if we ever did an official introduction on him, though. Okay, Mr. Dan Blair, Sorry, old, old Whelan friend of <laughs> yeah. ours, is now the treasurer. He took hmm. over. I I was holding that position intermittently, or mm-hmm. not intermittently, um, in interimly would be oh, the word temporarily. Temporarily, <laughs> sure. I was holding that position as a non-voting board member. Uh, it was really bothersome to myself, yeah. probably more to myself than the board, but because it was kind of a conflict of interest. Oh, I completely understand. <laughs> and so I'm really glad to be away from that position now. Yeah. Now now Dan is that treasurer, and um, so. With him being there, he did say that there's a possibility he might be able to open up on like Monday nights or something. Cool. We're looking at a couple of options, but I'd say I wish I was closer to be able to do that more often. Well, I know if someone's interested in visiting the museum, we have been able to. Yeah, we can pr- accommodate. We've pretty much always been able to open yeah. by appointment. I think and there's the, you the can one, do the same. Yeah, there was like the one time I couldn't. I, I don't remember where I was. But. Yeah. But if somebody's interested in seeing the Museum oh. of Offroad Adventure, which is a real place, by the way, yeah, I promise I, I've been there. Well, here's wait, the thing. We were all there Monday, matter of fact. Our <laughs> social media following on uh, Facebook and mm-hmm. on Instagram is actually getting, I don't want to say huge, but it's getting built up a lot more than it was, yeah. say, even three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more people. And there's we've gotten those messages where people are like, Oh, this is really cool. Is, you know, is this a real place? Yes, it's a real place. This is not <laughs> That's how just, we get the pictures. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Well, not all the pictures. Well, uh, a lot of them we get off online for the this well, day and all. Oh, yeah, history. you meant those. Yeah, but they're like, is this a real place? And yes, it's a real place. Yes, hmm. it's a real organization. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that everybody's following us on social media yeah. and they're becoming more aware of us. But we need to remind people every once in a while. We do exist. (laughs) Yeah. This is not an internet-only thing. This is a real honest-to-goodness place, uh, brick-and-mortar organization, real museum, which uh, finally Google even recognizes us as being in the right spot for once. I mean, you've started getting calls about making sure the Google listing is uh, up-to-date and accurate. I have. Oh. Yes. (laughs) Those are fun, aren't they? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, John, we haven't even gotten into talking about vehicles, but I think we need to do that. Let's take a quick break, and okay. then let's just go right into that. Sounds good. Hey, it sounds like it's time to swap out that old engine for something better, John. Yeah, man, but I have so much into my trans and transfer case set up already. I don't want to change those, two. Sounds like you need to call Quick Draw Brand Adapters. They specialize in conversion bell housings for nearly all diesel and gasoline engines, including the new 2.8R Cummins. You know, I like weird engines, though. I want something different. Then you definitely need to visit quickdrawbrand.com today. They have those hard-to-find parts. They also have used diesel engines available. You can call them at 513-446-9654. Cool, I'll do that. See what they have. Thanks. You start, you start. What? 
I don't know. Why are we whispering? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, so they don't know what's going on until we do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, listeners, <laughs> this is, we are 47 episodes in, and we still have not really figured out the timing thing of this. We, we have Andrew, the producer, come over, and he does his little arm wave of his watch. We understand what he's saying, but... It's not like this is a radio <laughs> show where you have to take a commercial break at a certain time. Nah, we're flexible. We have sponsors that we are very happy to have. Absolutely. Thank and you all. Much appreciated. You know, if anybody is a business owner and you're interested in sponsoring Wheelan, we'd love to talk to you. We have very oh, reasonable yeah. rates. So enough of that. Getting right into Stephanie's choices. Mm. She has been looking at all these different vehicles. Now... Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you, I know that I gave you a little bit of a list, but mm-hmm. you can maybe read off some of that list. Um, but here's the deal. Here, here's what she's looking for. Uh, and these are a little bit of tight restrictions. Mm-hmm. So first off, she's looking for to go, oh, I never even said why the play on numbers. She currently has basically a four-passenger SUV. Mm-hmm. She's looking to go to a seven-passenger SUV. <gasps> four to seven, 47. Episode 47. Uh- Nice. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. So she's looking to huh. she's looking to go from her Chevy Tracker, which really is a five, but I mean, put three people across the back seat of that thing, and they're that's getting a, real. Tiny, man. Yeah, that's, they're getting real friendly. It's like a one and a half of me. Yeah. <laughs> so she's looking for a seven passenger SUV. So that means third row seat. Mm-hmm. Definitely has to have four wheel drive, preferably low range four wheel drive, not just an all wheel yeah. drive vehicle. She's not into big vehicles, so she's not really looking for a Suburban or an Excursion. I'm she out. doesn't even really <laughs> like Tahoe. Not that she doesn't like them. She thinks that Tahoes and Expeditions are too big. So she's looking for a small to mid mid-size SUV. Mm-hmm. Dare I say crossover? Maybe not on that because the crossovers are usually more of a car. Yeah, they're a little more like the four-passenger smaller type stuff. And after talking the other night, you know, I also found out a few more things. Before Mm -hmm. we even get into a price range here, which is going to be another problem, (laughs) but uh, we have a camper that weighs, I believe, 2890. And if you throw some junk in it and whatnot, Mm -hmm. basically call it 4,000 pounds. So we're looking for something that can safely tow, say, 4,500 pounds down the road. Okay. 4,500 pound tow rating. We'd like to have, a, you know, at least a 4,500 pound tow rating. Mm-hmm. And like I said, seven passenger, four wheel drive, smaller. And her budget is probably about $4,000 max, which Dad, seems. There's that four again. Seems, yeah, there's <laughs> a four. Seems really tight, mm-hmm. but. She does not like the new look of the newer vehicles for the most part anyways. I understand completely. Pretty much the vehicles she thinks are the best looking are things that were produced from the mid-90s through about 2010. Sounds about right. So I gave you a little bit of a list. Did you Mm -hmm. come up with anything else? So uh, nothing I could think of. Nothing you could... It was no, a pretty was, comprehensive list of what she's been looking at? I think so. I mean, I... So what I did, I was looking up, like, pros and cons lists of those vehicles. Uh, got here tonight, found out I looked up most of them wrong. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going <laughs> like, to kind of go off, of those. go off the top of my head. Okay. The one she's been... She started out looking at, the first one she started sending me was the Jeep Commanders. Mm-hmm. Those are cool. 
I think they look They're awesome. actually very comfortable. I've ridden in one a couple times. I've never been in one. I, I rode in one. Uh, it was a dive team thing. I rode with a guy to Detroit in one. Very comfortable. Okay. Um, I had seen one actually being towed on a flatbed once. This is actually pretty funny. My dad and I were at that dealership in Richmond. Uh-huh. Saw a Jeep Commander being towed down uh, you know, the road on a flatbed. Completely crushed up. Ooh. Yeah. And I... I that night I was on Marketplace, I found it listed. For sale. For sale. For wow. parts. And I messaged the guy, I'm like, this is a weird question, but about this time, are you rolling through Richmond? He goes, yeah, actually. Hmm. He says, yeah, I saw you. Dude, what happened? He was in a collision, and, I mean, everybody, all the passengers in the vehicle were fine. You know, oh, kept everybody nice and safe. So they're great in that respect. <laughs> well, so before we get into the pros and cons of them, mm-hmm. um, she was looking at the Jeep Commander. Mm-hmm. She sent a couple smaller ones until we kind of re-looked at, you know, the tow capacity and all that. Yeah. And part of the reason is, is Project Excursion mm-hmm. is used every day as a work vehicle now. Yeah. And it is aging out. It's rusty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it on the road as long as I possibly can. Yeah. But we're thinking about something that can be used as a family vehicle. Also, so I pull my tools and everything out if mm-hmm. we want to go somewhere, seven of us. Sounds like what you want is one of those old, like, 70s or 80s Lincoln Town cars, then. I've showed her those. Yeah. I, L- I saw L- it at a gas station last night, dude. I showed her. <laughs> I just found a marketplace, a 79 Lincoln Continental. Nice. The back seat of this thing was about 35 feet wide. I'm like. Yeah, they're like 12-body trunks, exactly. too, and they're great. I, there we go. Yeah. She's No, she doesn't want that. She likes her you SUVs. You can lift them. They're solid frames. I'm it's just easy to lift. Them. F- full disclosure here. So, like I said, about four thousand dollars. That's because that's about what she's got for her tax return mm-hmm. money, and she doesn't want to get into a loan or anything. She wants to pay cash for this thing. Understandable for a used vehicle. Uh her probably quote unquote dream vehicle. Every time we're going down the road and she sees one somewhere, those Mercedes G wagons. Oh, those little boxy things. She loves that boxy look. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons she sent me a couple of Scion uh, XBs as well because they're boxy. Mm. She likes those boxy SUVs. I think I've seen those. They're made by Toyota, but they're really tiny. Yeah. It's a little front-wheel drive thing. Uh, so, But uh, so going back to the vehicle, she's not going to get a Mercedes for four grand. Probably not. Not, right now. not a good save, condition one. <laughs> we can save up for a few years. Maybe we can buy one cash. Right now, a decent uh, G-Wagon that is 15 years old is still in that mid-20 range. I believe it. So that's not yeah. even on the table right now. Oh, the only thing I'll say about those, the maintenance is... Yeah, is Mercedes. You, you want to get the good parts on those? Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it can be, exactly. And that was... Okay, so that was a nut. Let me just go into that one. Mm-hmm. She sent me a number of... I don't even remember what the model is, but she sent me a number of the largest BMW SUV. Mm-hmm. And I told her the same thing. BMW makes a heck of a great product. Yeah. But everybody I've ever talked to that's owned a BMW says you pretty much have to have them serviced at a BMW dealership for two reasons. One, there's not a lot of aftermarket parts support for them. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> two, BMW uses a lot of special tools to work yes, on them. Yes, they do. They use a ton of BMW-specific tools. Yeah. And unless you are a hobbyist, a BMW mechanic in your garage, and you've mm-hmm. been acquiring these tools over the years, chances are any major repair you're going to do to that thing, you're going to screw yeah. something up because you're trying to jerry-rig it with the wrong tools. Yeah. My so, buddy's little brother got one, 
And it needed a few things, and I, I looked into doing some of the work for him, and it's just like, yeah, you know, this is out of my realm of comfort. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's doing all this weird crap to, you know, to pull this part to replace it, and it's like, I mean, it didn't even make sense. Like, the water pump on this guy's car is not in the engine. It's on the outside of the engine. Oh, it's an external. I've seen that, yeah. That's goofy, dude. That's weird. Yeah, I don't like it. So we've we've kind of like said okay no to the BMWs no to the Mercedes, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we're saying no to foreign because actually the foreign producers are the ones for the most part that are producing that size SUV that she likes. Yeah. So what we've come down to now is she we used to have a Lexus LX four fifty which mm-hmm. is the higher end version it's the eighty series Land Cruiser yeah it's the higher end version so let's put those all in the same package you got the mm-hmm. eighty series Land Cruiser it's either the FZJ80 or the uh, LX450 Land yeah. Cruiser. Those are all going to have the same pros and cons. And she really liked that. And we are looking for possibly another one of those. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Prices are a little higher for a decent used model. Yeah. Um, she's also looked at a little bit at the Lexus 470 and the um, 100 Series Land Cruiser. Yeah. Same thing. You can find a three hundred thousand mile one for mm-hmm. four grand, but to find one that's maybe one hundred sixty or one hundred seventy thousand miles for that price it bumps up a little bit, a little harder to find. Yeah, she's looking at going on that same Toyota line. She's looking at the Toyota Sequoia, which is mm-hmm. a little larger. It's almost the size of a Tahoe, but it is a little bit more aerodynamic, a little smaller front end yeah. on it. It's probably a little bit of fuel mileage and all that. And that is the same truck as the Tundra, but with a rear end on it so kind of like a, a tahoe hmm. is a chevy truck with a back end on it yeah. you know it's that along that platform it's truly a half ton slash three quarter quarter yeah. ton truck with you know an suv body yeah well I, I so i do have one question so you, you sent me a list of stuff like i said i was able to find information on almost all of them i'm realizing now i closed out a one tab before okay. i remember to figure the land cruisers i'd leave it up to you but i have a question for you sure so I couldn't find anything on this vehicle, no matter how hard I tried. Uh-huh. So I assume you spelled something wrong, but you said she's looking at the Honda bullshit. <laughs> I can't find anything on that one. I'm sorry, Keith. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> so you're going to have to fill me in on what that is, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. She sent me a couple of Hondas, and I was like, what? What are these? Like, they're small Honda SUVs. <laughs> now, we've talked about this on the show before. Uh-huh. I'm a huge fan of Honda motorcycles, yep. Honda four-wheelers, mm-hmm. Honda small cars like the Civics. Mm-hmm. Honda has yet to build a truck or an SUV worth a crap, in my opinion. So, I believe it. I so, believe I mean, it. <laughs> but when, when, when all the Honda fans, when they were going to come out with... Uh, a pick Honda's like we're gonna come out with a pickup truck and we're mm-hmm. gonna give you the pickup truck you've always wanted. And they come out with the Honda Ridgeline. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, what is this? There's no low range. It's basically an avalanche with an ugly front end on it. Like, wh- I'll I'll give it this. So there's uh, one of the guys I dive with. Um, he got this thing for technical diving, and the reason being the tailgate folds down, or you fold it up and then it swings out. Yeah, well, so does a 1984 like. Lincoln or 1984 Mercury Grand Marquis station wagon. 
Nice. And that's not a random thing I just drew out that we had one of those when I was a kid. I believe it. Uh, but no, I know. it's It's got some neat little things. There's a trunk mm-hmm. under the floor on the Honda Ridgeline. But that's not what she's looking at. I can't remember. Uh, Stephanie, you want to come on? You want to come on the uh, podcast over there? She's <laughs> nodding her head. No, um, trying to figure out. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think there's a Honda product worth looking at in that. Seven. Obviously, not that model. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, the she's not really a fan of the Explorers, which I know you can get in the seven passenger. The domestics, they're like I said, the GM ones. The um, you got the Chevy Traverse, which is. Mm-hmm. Kind of, a, it's more of a crossover. It looks more like a minivan. She doesn't like the stuff that looks too much like a minivan. Yeah, she does like the more truck SUV square boxy stuff, like the Nissan Pathfinder. She just sent a link of another <laughs> Nissan Pathfinder. That's that another one. Does look pretty nice. She too. keeps sending me pictures of those. She likes she likes the look of those. She likes the weird looking vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like I made a I made fun the other day of the Infinity Q fifty six. I think it's so called Q X fifty six. Is what I found on that one. I think they're butt ugly, and she thought it was cute. <laughs> and that all the Q fifty six is is that is a, uh, a Nissan Armada, Armada. I think they're oh, Armada. She just sent another something we, here. You know, you ever think about that? I believe it's called a Nissan Armada. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Nissan Armada, you know? Oh, I'm sorry, I was agreeing with her, not you. Oh, okay. She's she's sending messages on Facebook. Here. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. So what does she have to say? Uh, well, she sent a link of a Jeep. She was looking at that Pathfinder. Uh, it's a Honda Pilot, not the Honda bullshit. Okay, the Honda. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, she's correcting us. It's called an Exploder, not an Explorer. Oh, Exploder, yes. <laughs> the uh, um, man, oh, anyways, back to that stupid uh, Nissan thing. <laughs> The it is called the Nissan Armada, as far mm-hmm. as I know. But you and I, oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> I mean, you live right next to Armada, Michigan, mm-hmm. and every time I see, I, I don't think I can call them a Nissan Armada. It's Nissan Armada. Yeah, I think I would do that too. I mean, every time I see it, it's a Nissan Armada. So Armada has this big county fair every year, as we all know. I think we need to find one of those and go there and say, well, we get free entry, right? Is this a fair for this? Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's spelled the same. The free parking, at least. Yeah. So I think that's the list. Did I miss any from the list I sent you earlier? Besides um, the Honda bullshit? No, I think that's about it. I think Andrew's going to be doing a lot of bleeping, or he's just going to oh, say... the Envoy. He's going to say, screw it. And I, I don't remember if you mentioned the Envoy oh, or not. Okay, so the Envoy, the GMC Envoy XL, I think is what they're called. Yes. Yeah, the Envoy XL. Is a seven passenger. I again pulled up the wrong one. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think you could get the Trailblazer also in the extended seven passenger version as well. Might have only been the Envoy. I don't know on that one. I a friend of mine had one of those for a while. When you went to the seven passenger, they were stretched a little longer and they went to the V8. Yeah. Unless it has been superseded by something, uh-huh. the Trailblazer and Envoy with the six cylinder has the record for GM's vehicle with the most uh, recalls. It's considered a complete lemon of a vehicle. That's unsettling. Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm not a huge fan. I've worked on a couple of them back Mm -hmm. when I was the fleet maintenance guy for the pest control company. Yeah. We had a couple people working in the office that drove those. And when we were slow at different times, we would work on... You know, basically for parts and labor, we would yeah. work on the employees' cars. Oh, that's cool. And we had a couple of people that had envoys and trailblazers. They were mm-hmm. real popular at the time. 
and I hated working on them. Every single one, it. every single one had the stupidest problems. Yeah. The brakes were undersized. They would burn up brakes like crazy because mm-hmm. you know it had brakes that were meant for a little tiny car in an yeah. SUV that weighs six thousand pounds. That's, uh, two of the cons on here: fuel economy, steering, and handling on that one. Yeah, they so, had yeah. ARM issues. The on the six-cylinder one, the transmission lines go under the intake manifold, through the engine, out the front. What? And there's a bracket that rubs on them, and they leak. And Ew. to correctly replace them, you got to pull the whole intake and everything off. The wow. two that I've done, I just ran new trans lines on the outside That's of what the I engine. Done too. <laughs> exactly. But I'm not a huge fan of them. Although, from yeah. what I understand, even though I've never driven one of these ones, the V8 versions of, especially like the Envoy, mm-hmm. pretty peppy. Were, they're peppy. They're a better vehicle. And yeah. then that's another one. Even though it's not a seven-passenger vehicle, mm-hmm. the Saab version of the Envoy, because GM owned Saab at the time. Yeah. They had the Q, I think it was the, or the 97, not Q, the 97X Arrow, which had a 400 horsepower LS motor in it. Okay. <laughs> so, and they were a better vehicle. There's so many letter and number designations with all these foreign vehicles. I know. Man. Oh, I know. Give but, you a headache uh, thinking about it. So, okay. So we've gone, we've gone through this whole list. And do you have one from that list that's popping out to you? Like, what? what's your opinion, man? I want to hear that's a good one i mean they're to me they all look just incredibly incredibly goofy (laughs) i i know you guys like that lexus a lot when you had it well okay so the one we had Mm -hmm. had the factory locking differentials front and rear yep like a jeep rubicon yeah solid axle now that is the only solid axle option of this entire group that we're talking about Mm -hmm. is the 80 series land cruiser yeah she likes those Deals can be had. I have found them. I have purchased them sub $4,000 through the business before. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's not an everyday occurrence. Yeah. It's something that you really got to watch out for. And that's what we're going to do, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if an 80 series Land Cruiser or Lexus drops in our lap under four and it's decent miles, okay. Yeah. But if we're going to talk pros and cons of those, there's a huge cult following on the 80 series Land Cruiser. Mm-hmm. Maintenance on parts, front axle rebuilds, uh, you know, burr fields, things like that can be a little pricey. Mm-hmm. Not insane, but they're underpowered and they gelzel fuel. They have a they have a 4.2 liter straight six. Yeah, they are also known for the PHH. And I'm sure uh-huh. you've heard of that. You know, heard of the PHH? Nope. Depends depends on who you're talking to. It stands for either. Pesky heater hose or pregnant heater hose. So I'm taking that this thing bulges and causes problems and then it is It is about a three-inch hose mm-hmm. behind the cylinder head, between the cylinder head and the firewall that's almost impossible to get to. What? That bulges out and like an aneurysm, kind of like I have, hmm. and eventually it can blow. And So does the same fix for this apply to you then? Or? Yeah, so there's external like silicone hose or something. <laughs> there's external repairs, or you go in there and you spend a couple hours dismantling enough stuff to get to it. Yeah. Uh, Sounds it's like a, a blast. It's a very, I mean, it's 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 one of the few Achilles heels of an eighty series Land Cruiser. Yeah, Michigan rust is an issue with the eighty series Land Cruisers. Yeah, it is with anything. It, it really with anything. Yeah. Uh, the in the leather interior ones, whether it's a Land Cruiser or a Lexus, the front seats tend to be cracked and destroyed. Bummer. 
And so you're almost always, unless they've been recovered, you're now looking at seat covers yeah. or a recovery, reupholstering, reupholstering yeah. the front seats. But you're you're looking at 12, 13 miles a gallon tops. They Oof. tow okay. We mm-hmm. used to tow my Land Cruiser to other events with the Lexus. Yeah. You got about eight miles a gallon doing that. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, um, I'll, I'll say this. I've, I've kind of just looking over what I've got pulled up. I've kind of got it narrowed down to three. Okay. Um, but how about we take a quick break and we make these fine folks wait for a few more minutes and then we'll come back and go over those. Uh, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, spring. It means so many things. Birds, flowers, warmer temperatures, and oh, let's not forget, bugs! Don't let pesky bugs take over your home. Call ABC Home and Commercial Services. They have the solution for your spiders, wasps, box elder bugs, Asian lady beetles, cluster flies, and more. ABC Home and Commercial Services, the best in pests. Call 810-794-5678. All right, John. So uh, you're telling me you've got it down to top three. And during the break, we were looking at. She's sending us. She's Facebook messaging both of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, picture or ads for Nitha, Nissan Pathfinders. I still think they're funky looking. I know yes. nothing about them, and I'm going to put this this not a challenge. This is just a help. If anyone <laughs> out there that's a listener to us knows about those things, because she seems to really like the look of the Nissan Pathfinder. At that one she sent the link of that's that looks super clean yeah low mileage too. i'm just blown away by that honestly somebody tell me are these things lemons are they great i know literally nothing the my last experience with a nissan was a hard body like 87 nissan pickup truck that my buddy ryan had that was mm-hmm. jacked up and and back in the 90s so I my mean, last experience with one was a collision on a highway i was not involved in it i just kind of witnessed it uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody was safe. That, okay. that dude's car had. What kind of Nissan was it? I'm pretty sure it was the Pathfinder. Oh, actually. okay, all right. It was hard to see. It was pretty late at night, but no, that, that guy collided with another guy. The other guy's car was gone. Mm. This thing, I mean, he was able to coast to the side of the road. The okay. other guy got spun around right into the median. Well, you, you know, I, I guess. This was a long night. <laughs> I said that I, I haven't had an experience. I did have one other experience. I rented a Nissan Ultima car twice mm-hmm. first time i rented one is i just the one in utah well i'm gonna tell you about that okay one. yeah <laughs> so the first time i rented one i rented one to drive it over to niagara falls mm-hmm. uh because my truck was being worked on gotcha and i had a vacation i was doing over there halfway on my way over i lost all dash lights all gauges everything huh. I, I the only thing that worked was like the air conditioner that's weird. I lost all electrical to the dash in this rental car. That only had weird. like twenty thousand miles on it. Hmm. So, and the seat was probably one of the most uncomfortable seats I've ever dealt with in my entire life. I believe it. So, I pretty much swore at that point that I would never buy an Nissan Altima. Yeah. Then, in Utah, a friend of mine, I went out to go visit, mm-hmm. rented a Nissan Altima. We went to go fishing outside of Moab. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Moab, the off-road mecca of the <laughs> yes, United States. I love this story. <laughs> We're trying to find. He's not. He, he was a little bit of an off roader at, at, at one time, but not real yeah. crazily. We're trying to find this fishing hole off this river that mm-hmm. is supposedly in, just outside of Moab, Utah. Yeah. It's during Easter Jeep Safari. Mm-hmm. 
the, or like two days before it. So yeah. then everybody's rolling into town. We're going down these back roads, these these trails, quote unquote. We're going all around the place, and he finally gets to this point. He's like, "Man, I know it's down this way. I've been down here before." <laughs> And he's taking this rented Nissan Altima, mm-hmm. and I'm hearing rocks underneath it. <coughs> Crunch. <coughs> and, you know, we're going up and over things and yeah. just kind of hammering it in a couple of spots. And Really hope I, you had the insurance on I that. I think we even got out and stacked some rocks one time to, oh, to get the thing over something. We never did find the fishing hole he was looking for. Mm-hmm. We ended up getting to the end of the road that we were on and here's the entry sign that says welcome to steelbender trail <laughs> we just did steelbender backwards in a rented nissan ultima that's awesome now we might have done the bypasses and stuff i don't know i don't yeah. know the full trail mm-hmm. so somebody might call me out and say there's no way you did it but i'll tell you what we did a portion at least of steelbender we somehow ended up that on steelbender awesome. which is steelbender is not a like a uh, top uh, black diamond trail, from what I understand, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty tight trail. But we did a Nissan Altima, so that's awesome. Whatever. Accidentally course, entered the Easter Jeep Safari. <laughs> Utah, Utah wheeling, rock crawling is really good. It's it's awesome. But you do yeah. that out there more for the view than you do. For, oh yeah, I've seen some of the pictures on that. Yeah, good Michigan, Lord, beautiful place. It, it doesn't compare to Michigan up north wheeling. No, where I like mud, that as much. Big rocks and yeah. Just, and we just destroy our machines. Yeah, it's, I like the trail stuff better. That, yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. We, we have we have really... I mean, there's people that have come from out west Yeah, who are hardcore, well-known off-roaders who have come up to, say, northern Michigan or northern Ontario and wheeled mm-hmm. with us, and they've been like, you guys are insane. <laughs> like, this, awesome. is, this is crazy. So, anyways... Top three, John. Top well, three. it's kind of four now because of the, the talk of that Pathfinder. That that particular one is nice. Okay. Um, so being the, the comparisons on this, uh, just in terms of visual appearance on these, it looks like these three are going to have the, the most amount of space to them. Uh, oh, you're going to you're not going on specs, Mister Technical, Mister. <laughs> I'm going to read you off the torque spec of the spark plugs of a 1964 Nash Rambler or whatever. It's a spark plug, hand tight and a quarter yeah, turn. Okay, Everybody right, knows so, that. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, the commander. Uh, well, I, I'm saying this because I know y'all got a lot of little ones, so okay, you got a whole lot. Yeah, but yeah, the so the commander, uh, that Toyota Sequoia, mm-hmm. and then that uh, Envoy XL. All right, so we've already we've already talked about the cons of the XL, the pros being yes. the LS motor if, in the XL. Mm-hmm. Cons we already talked about. Yeah, going over to the um, well, let's see. That list. You said the Sequoia and what else? Uh, the Commander. The Commander. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Well, a I'll, ton. I'll, I'll add a couple other reasons for these. Yeah, there's some of the bigger brands, but I don't even know where to get parts from most of these other ones. Okay, all right. These are ones you can go almost anywhere, and we'll be able to for a significant amount of time True. to get stuff And for. that was kind of my point with some of these as well. And I, yeah. I actually agree with you on these top three. Yeah. Now, the Commander, I've never messed with one, never driven one, never mm-hmm. been in one, only seen them, like the look of them. They look kind of like an XJ on steroids. Yeah, they, I think the idea was like the you know the XJ replacement kind of upgraded, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, here's what I can tell you about the Commander. Mm-hmm. It came with a V6 
Came with a 4.7 V8. Yep. Came with a Hemi V8 in North America. Unfortunately, in other countries, you get a Mercedes diesel. Couldn't get it in the U.S. with a Mercedes diesel. Really? Yeah. That it was one of the OM know. series of diesels. I was reading about it the other day. Trying to do my research. You know, mm-hmm. this is, we're going to make an educated decision here. Yeah. The V6 is, from what I found, is underpowered. Yeah. And it's the same V6 that they tend to have intake problems with that's in the Wrangler. I believe it. And the Liberty. Yeah, I've heard a lot of issues with those ones, actually. The 4.7 is a fairly powerful engine, mm-hmm. but the 4.7 in the Grand Cherokee platform it has the oil... a lot of problems. Had the oil pan issues, the head gasket issues. Yeah. My question is, do those cross over, or did they fix them in the newer 4.7s in the Commanders? I don't know. That, yeah. The 5.7 Hemi mm-hmm. is a pretty decent motor, but the 04 to 06s had the oiling issues where they would just throw a rod randomly. And huh. that, that's becoming more apparent in, in engines that have 150 to 200,000 miles yeah. on them. So, I wonder what the cause of that is. That's weird. It's, it's poor oiling passages, things like that. We had yeah. that happen in that Durango that we used to own, that 04 Durango. Just randomly that, threw yeah. a rod at like 156,000 miles or huh. something like that. Just wham, right through the block. Nice. And so, you know, that concerns me a little bit yeah especially since we're looking at higher mileage vehicles we're not looking at something that has sixty thousand miles on Mm -hmm. so i don't know um the commander i'm not sold on i also love sergio marcioni's quote on the jeep commander i don't think i've heard this sergio marcioni when they discontinued the jeep commander Mm -hmm. and this is the ceo of fiat chrysler said yes we made it it was unfit for human consumption. <laughs> I'm not sure why we sold some, but we did. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty strong words. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So, <laughs> so I don't know, man. Huh. Yeah. I would like to find out more about the commanders. I I would too after that. Moving on to the huh. moving on. You're just like, oh it kinda my. hurts. It kinda hurts. I mean, it's not my favorite Jeep, but still. Yeah. I, mean, I would expect that out of that, you know, those kind of comments about the Renegade, but yeah. I am the commander. It's, I don't know. Speaking, I, I liked it. <laughs> speaking of comments, um, I'm going to take a little side note. We're going to go back into some 4 by 4 talk here. Okay. Now, you may or may not remember the one day where we found out that there was a possibility that, you know, your mom oh, yeah. was commenting somewhere did you ever figure out where she was commenting yeah it was on the Podbean. it's on the Podbean yeah. app and so i'm gonna read through some of these go for it. i i came across them the other day yeah I'm, i it just happened to be because okay. i was looking at her app and here's the wheel and app on Podbean, <laughs> which you can comment on and we had gone from two to six comments and <laughs> these were all within a few minutes of each other and it says more jokes to make it funny. This is from Patty Holland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boo, P- Patty Orange. <laughs> and uh, so, and then, uh, you really need to spell Wheelan Keith. And then, are you on YouTube tonight? And then, they don't respond because you don't know how to read it. <laughs> Your mom is having a conversation with us through the comments on Patreon. Yeah, she thought we were Patreon, live. Or not Patreon, through P- uh, Podbean. Podbean. So. Yeah, she, she thought we were live with it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so your 126-year-old mom, according to Facebook, because, yeah, she also has her date wrong on there yep. for her birthday, 
So that, that was we intentional. Need to, it needs to make more jokes and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, well, well, whatever. I also just realized that most of the comments on Podbean are from people that you either know or are related to. That's kind of sad. Well, we need more. Well, I know you. Yeah. You commented well, on it. If you're a listener on Podbean, <laughs> I know a lot of people listen to us on Apple uh, Podcasts. Send us whatever platform oh, yeah. you listen to us on. Throw us a comment. We love yeah, the just comments. let us know. I'd like to get an idea of where everybody's from. But, uh, so, uh, like, but yeah, oh, I really enjoyed that your mom oh, was yeah. just doing it. So, anyways, all right, John. So, <laughs> uh, the Sequoia. Mm-hmm. If I was going to pick any out of all of those, it'd probably be the Sequoia. And here's my reason why. You remember our mutual buddy, Lucas? Mm-hmm. Remember how he said when he wanted to purchase a vehicle, he looked up online what is the most simplistic vehicle that... Yep. Is easy to get parts for, easy to work on, and it's mm-hmm. all knobs and and he would have gotten crank windows. We could. Yeah, the Toyota Tundra pickup truck mm-hmm. is that. It is like one of the most simple, old school vehicles built today. It's yeah. Built in the U.S. Uh, it's a very rugged vehicle. It has the legendary Toyota four seven V eight that they've been making now for twenty something mm-hmm. years. It's a it's fairly fuel efficient, very powerful. The Sequoia is a Tundra with a back end on it. I like it. So we, we did see a lot of Tundras at uh, the the prior place I was at. They came in for you know just the regular oil changes and stuff. Any major issues or anything? None that I recall. There was one. It was a part of a factory recall thing. Nothing we could touch. Okay. But I mean, even that was you know simple and handled quickly by the manufacturer. And so. Stephanie had never even heard of Sequoia prior to this. She has not. She likes what she's seeing in the pictures. Mm-hmm. I think it might be, she might think it's too big of a vehicle. I'm not sure. But they have a 7,000-pound tow rating. 7,000 pounds. That's impressive. Mid- mid-size SUV. That's v- very impressive. V8 engine. It gets the best mileage of anything she's been showing us, too. They get like 17 miles a gallon. 17, 19 city highway with the, I, if I'm reading this correctly, uh, actually, no, 17 to 19 highway, 13 to 14 city. Oh, okay. So a little less than so, city, and she does mostly city driving. But yeah. the same thing is... Yeah, you can tweak that, though. <laughs> well, that's true. And they, you're not... The way I look at it, it's a wider vehicle. Yeah. So you're not talking about, say, the Suzuki XL7, which is something she looked at originally, which is mm-hmm. the same thing as her tracker, just stretched with a third row. Nice. You still put three people in a row there, and mm-hmm. they are just shoulder to shoulder. See, what I think we need to do is get another one of those. Just cut them in half and stick them together. You got welders and grinders. Well, that's we what an XL7 it. is. It's a, it's a stretched uh, well, tracker. There you go. <laughs> Suzuki XL7. What would that be? Four row seating then? Oh, oh they're not four <laughs> row. They're three row. But, oh, yeah. so, no, I'm saying you take two and you put, one, oh, put them together. So redneck, one. John. So redneck. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Says, Welcome to wheeling. Yeah. So... <laughs> But, uh, have grinder, have welder. We'll make weird stuff. <laughs> that's true. I, is there any others out there? Can you think of anything else? Not off the top of my head quickly. I mean, not, not stuff you already said not interested in. <laughs> okay. So I don't know a lot about the third row vehicles just in general. It's nothing I've really ever considered or looked into. Well, you know, and that's yeah. she wasn't originally all over the third row idea. Yeah. But when I expressed that to her and i said listen i said you know you guys don't like riding around in my dusty dirty excursion that mm-hmm. is full of dust you know grease drywall dust uh actually so i do have one suggestion clean my truck once in a while well no no i mean i mean yeah but <laughs> okay 
So this is what a friend of mine did. Um, and he and his wife at the time were looking at a vehicle. Was, they, they spent a lot of time with family, and you know everybody's got kids, and they drive around everywhere together. Uh-huh. Well, they were looking at the cost of a minivan and insurance and all that stuff. Yeah. Came across a cheaper alternative. It's still titled as a car, but it's got capacity like crazy. Old limousine? Yep. Oh, God. That's what he got. They got an old, uh, I think it was a Lincoln, like a town car limo. I sent her those links. <laughs> she doesn't like that idea either. There's some really nice ones out there, though. I know. <laughs> and, oh, my God. I, man, we're going to have to do this in the next episode or, or a different episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just, I went to Autorama. Oh, nice. I, I remember your uh, invite for that. I, I didn't see it till way late in the day, but. <laughs> you know what? Let's just. Tell you what, folks, if you want a an in-depth report of from Whelan and Whelan's perspective of the 2020 Detroit Autorama, second largest, I believe, auto show and pro, or second oldest and mm-hmm. in the largest auto show in North America, really, really cool event, you need to listen to episode 47 after show on Patreon. I like it. We're gonna um, we're gonna talk about I'm gonna crush your spirit on this a little bit though first. Oh what's that? I've never been there. You've never been to Patreon? <laughs> no to Autorama. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I've the I've been to I've been in one car show with Pegasus. I know this. Yep, I've been to the auto show a few times. That's pretty much it. Well, Sadly. I'm going I'm to tell you all about <laughs> this year's Autorama. Um, I have not been to Autorama in probably a decade. Nice. This, I, 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 I kind of don't feel so bad. I <laughs> used to go every single year. Mm-hmm. When I got out of the quote-unquote car world and over into the 4x4 truck world, Yeah, I faded away from Autorama. I've been kind of a little bit getting back into the car world. Mm-hmm. Went to Autorama this year, took the kids. It was a fantastic time. Like I said, I got a few things I want to tell you about Autorama. I really want to hear them. I'm going to tell you in the Patreon after show. And if you listeners, if you want to do that, you need to go over to patreon.com backslash wheeling. Wheeling Radio. Wheeling Radio. Ozauda's Wheeling Radio. And (laughs) find us. Spend two bucks. I mean, come on, man. It's two bucks. There's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, a lot of a lot of good back shows, and we're always adding more. Well, once a week at least. <laughs> exactly, and it's it's so it's more scripted more than that, even yeah. this. So you know, it's, it's more scripted. Well, this isn't really scripted. How but, much have you had from that cup? Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> or less scripted. Less there scripted. We go. That's what I mean. Less scripted. <laughs> a little more relaxed. A little more freestyle. Yeah. So, so. Um, but uh, we haven't made a decision for Stephanie yet, and of course, it's not our decision. Mm-hmm. It's going to also depend on a great deal out there. If there's a listener in the Great Lakes region, because I don't want to travel to California right now, but if there's a listener in the Great Lakes region that has a smoking deal on one of the vehicles that we're talking about, or something else that or they similar. think... Or similar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to fit the seven-passenger, 4K or less, hopefully under 200,000 miles, yeah. four-wheel drive SUV with a decent tow rating. Let us know. If we're missing a vehicle that we need to be looking at, we need to be researching. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, I didn't know about a lot of bleh. I did not know a lot about a lot on these lists. 
So yeah. I'm sure there's stuff out there worth considering that neither of us have thought about. Well, whatever she ends up getting, and, and I know she's going to get something. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be five months from now. But mm-hmm. whatever she ends up getting, we're going to have to do a full review of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be honest absolutely. about it. We're going to be like, either she bought the stupidest vehicle ever, <laughs> or she bought the most awesome vehicle ever, or we're just going to be like, well, it's not for us. Yeah. On the plus side, it's going to be you who ends up sleeping on the couch, not me. So we'll play it by ear. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right, buddy. You got anything else? That's all I got for now. All right. Let's do our after show. You sign us off. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody.